1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Hello, my name is Jake and Orton, and this is Peculiar, because church people are weird. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jake Norton, as you may have just heard. If you are listening on audio, if not, welcome to Peculiar, because church people are weird. Now, I talked about last week uh, that today we were going to address praise. And praise is one of those many ways that church people are weird. Now, oftentimes you may hear people describe our our style of music as being praise and worship music. Um, Praise and worship music tend to be the type of music that you will hear sung inside of a church. But of course, praise and worship isn't a genre of music. Rather, it is what we do to God. It is how we address God. Praise can be given to anyone. Praise is just, uh, well, praising someone is simply telling them, hey, you did a good job. Praise is compliments. Uh, Favorable judgment is how Webster's Dictionary defines the word praise. An expression of approval. uh, To give glory. It is value. It is merit. Those different things. Worship is a little bit different. Worship is showing reverence primarily for a divine or supernatural being to regard with great extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. It's a little bit deeper than just praise. Praise is thanks. Worship is by the very nature of who someone is, they receive glory and honor basically it's the difference in saying god i thank you for what you've done and that that would be praise and i i am thankful for who you are that's worship now what makes me want to address this today is the fact that praise can go Praise and worship can go a little bit beyond the average type of praise we might express for someone. I'm talking about when praise gets a little strange. I I kind of referenced it last week when I mentioned the song Might Get Loud. Let me read some of those lyrics for you, and it might kind of explain why I'm saying what I'm saying. 
It says, excuse me for a minute, but I've got a song to sing. It might not be on key, but it's from my heart. No one else can tell it what the Lord has done for me. This might take all day, so I better start right now. And it might get loud. It might get loud. Heaven's coming down, 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 and it might get loud. Later on, the next verse says, I don't have a halo. I'm not a perfect man. I'm just glad to be a child of God because when I think of where I could have been, where I should have been, where I would have been if he hadn't stepped in, I've got a praise on the inside that can't be denied. And I got to get it out right now. It might get loud. Um, if you have looked into some church services, the way that people praise God can be strange, can be different. Um, if you look in the Bible, one of the many ways that people praise God was some of them would sacrifice things. Uh, such as animals. Now, I will admit that don't happen so much in our modern church, and I'm personally very thankful because uh, the way that it would have been back then, it would have smelled bad. Church would have been a little more smelly, a little different than it is now. But one of the first things we find here in the Bible is we find a song. It's one of the most famous scenes in the Bible. In the book of Exodus, the children, uh, the people of God, God's holy nation, the Israelites, have escaped from slavery through miraculous provision. They go across the sea on dry ground. We're going to talk about miracles soon because that's kind of a whole nother level. But they have escaped across the sea on dry ground. And as soon as they were miraculously delivered, as soon as they were set free from slavery, we read about... Praise. The Egyptians had pursued them. They go across on dry ground. And then we hear this. Then Moses sang and the children of Israel sang this song to God. And they spoke saying, I will sing to the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider he has Thrown into the sea, the Lord's my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. They are singing a song, and it's not a normal song. This is a song. This song is it, it had not been written before. This was not written ahead of time. They are singing impromptu music. Honestly, I'm glad that they are freestyling. This is freestyle verse right here. They are freestyling for God. 
that's a little strange. But we have precedent in the Bible singing impromptu verses to God. So writing music, it's right here. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom of the stone. Those lyrics are what they feel in the moment just coming out of them. Moses said, excuse me for a minute. I've got a song to sing, and it might get loud. What, what's interesting is soon as Moses finishes his freestyle verse song, his sister gets up. Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel, a tambourine, in her hand, all the women went out after her with tambourines and danced. Okay, so we just moved a level beyond. So we had our impromptu music. Now we've got dancing and loud tambourines. We got tambourines going. We got shaken up. We've got shaken. We've got dancing. This is the way that praise looked in the Bible. What I find interesting is there are a lot of churches these days that don't do the full extent of the way that praise looked in the Bible. Oh, I'm praising God by singing along to this choir. Yes, that's what the children of Israel started out as, but they broke out in impromptu dances, impromptu all kinds of stuff just started going crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, they they started just going at it. They were breaking out. There was dancing. There was singing. Here in the book of Psalms is actually a songbook of original songs written by a man named David and various others, including Moses, King Solomon, uh, and other priests. There are several different ones all throughout. They were writing their music. This is how they praised God. These, If you're looking for some way to express praise, there is a psalm for every mood you might be in. Are you in a dark place? It's got psalms of saying, God, why have I been forsaken? Are you in a happy place where you just feel like I just got a victory in my life? I just overcame a challenge I didn't think I could overcome. There's psalms for that as well. It talks about God being my protection. God, if you're in the middle of feeling like everyone's out to get you, there's ones where the enemy is all surrounding me. But God's angels are with me as well. There's all kinds of stuff in there. I need to talk about angels at some point. I feel like that's a whole new can of worms. But I, there is a particular one of the Psalms that I would like to address. And it is in Psalm chapter 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. When we praise God, we need to praise him with joy. That is one way we praise God is how do you react when you're joyful? That's how we should be reacting when we're praising. Um, our praise should, 
if you are someone who praises God, uh, if you're someone who, when you're joyful, you're quiet, well, maybe that's your joyful noise. It's just, oh, I thank you. But maybe if you're joyful, you're the type to, yeah, that's acceptable as well to praise God loudly. Uh, you're going to see as you keep on going, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Songs are acceptable to praise God with. Know ye the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. When we enter into his gates, we are to enter with thanksgiving. I kind of touched on that in our peculiar pattern episode that we were talking about just recently. Uh, the way to approach God, approach his very gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Another one, the last psalm in the book of Psalms is Psalm chapter 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. So that's saying, first of all, let's praise God inside the church, inside the house of God. But then it says, praise him in the firmament of his power. That means praise him in his atmosphere. God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. We aren't just supposed to praise God inside a church building. We are also supposed to praise God in our houses, walking down the road, driving down the highway, in our workplaces, at the library, in Walmart, in the grocery store, at the park, in the firmament of his power. If you are an astronaut, praise him and the ISS. If you are in the Navy, Praise him in the deepest submarine. Praise him everywhere. Praise God in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Like I said, praise can be for anything. Praise God for what he has done. He has done miracles. He has done things that could not be done by anyone else. Praise him for that. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Like I said, Praise him for the simple fact that he is the God of the universe, the one who made everything, the one who is everywhere, the one who knows everything, and the one whose wisdom is greater than ours. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Okay, now we're getting a little crazy. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. If you have an instrument and you can play an instrument, you should praise him with it. Praise him with the psaltery in the heart. Praise him with every instrument you can come up with, stringed instruments. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. That's what I just mentioned with M Miriam. She broke out her tambourine and started dancing around to praise him after they came out of the Red Sea. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs, pianos, organs, guitars, all them things. All can be used to praise God. Praise him on loud cymbals. Praise him on high-sounding cymbals. To everyone who thinks that Instruments don't belong in church, specifically drums or guitars or anything. A full range of the 
orchestra is covered in this psalm. They're all to be used to praise God. Praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. We are supposed to praise, and things might get weird sometimes. Dancing. This literally says dance. So if you have come to church and it seems that something seems a little out of order because people are out dancing around, jumping around in circles, it's in the book. It's in the Bible. That's the way the original church did it. And that's the way that the church can still be doing it today. I'm, I'm like I mentioned, Pentecostal. So let's look at how things looked on the day of Pentecost. And specifically, I'm going to look at one particular verse in Acts chapter 2. It talks about when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all together in one place. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And then it talks about people from every different nation were there that day. And somehow, word got out. It was noised abroad is what the King James Version of the Bible says. It was noised abroad that what was happening in that upper room where all the disciples were. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all speaking with other tongues. There were people from every nation under heaven. They were all amazed and said that it was noise abroad. The multitude came together and they were confused because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled. And they said to one another, are not all these which speak Galileans? How do we hear every man in his own tongue wherein we were born? And then it's a long list of nationalities. And it finally says, we hear them speak in our tongues of the wonderful works of God. So this loud, obnoxious sound was all, all had one thing in common. They were all praising God. We hear them in our own tongues glorifying God. They're talking about the marvelous, wondrous works of God. And they all asked, what does this mean? But some said, these men are full of new wine. They thought these people were drunk. They thought they were so utterly acting, so utterly bizarre, they must be drunk. And that's the excuse. That's what many people use when they say, if it's a little weird, if it's a little peculiar, that doesn't mean you're out of line. That's just what it looks like to someone who's not on the inside. It's the same way that people act whenever they're not in on the fun. It's the way it usually looks. But to the people on the inside, it makes perfect sense. If you have been set free, you might act a little strange as well. 
you might act a little strange as well. This manner of praising God and dancing, praising God with some loud hand clapping, praising God through loud declarations of Jesus, I praise your name, or even loud declarations in an entirely unknown language, speaking in tongues. It's not at all out of line. It's the way it's always been done. It's the way it was done in the Bible. Loud instruments, loud music, or even some, some more solemn and slow and strings just crying in thankfulness for the deliverance that God has given. It's all in the book. It's all a pre prerequisite, pre-known thing. Uh, but it serves a purpose. It's seen by people on the outside, and they do the same thing they did in the book of Acts. They ask, what does this mean? And Peter is able to give an answer, and Peter tells them about how to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's all there. It's all in the Bible. There's all, all throughout the book, it's all there. I'm going to mention one more story here. And it is found in the book of Acts chapter number, if I can just get there. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. In Acts chapter 16, Paul is a preacher who is going around telling people about Jesus. And he casts a demon out of someone. And when he casts the demon out of the girl, uh, her boss is upset. Her, She's a servant and her master is upset drags Paul and his partner Silas, his ministry partner Silas, before the leaders of the city and says that they are ungodly, that they, that they are evil men who are preaching against their, um, their gods. And what they're doing is simply against all the rules. And... These men are exceedingly troubling our city, is what they say. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to perceive or observe because we are Romans. They rose up. The magistrates tore their clothes and commanded, beat them, beat them. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison and told the jailer to keep them safely. Paul and Silas are put in the inner prison, the farthest room behind the most doors. Their feet were tied up in stocks. But it says, at midnight, 
Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and they were loud enough from the inner prison that all the other prisoners could hear them. They praised God loud, and not just loud, they praised him loud from inside a prison. God heard them. There was a great earthquake. The foundation of the prison was shaken. Immediately, every door opened. Everyone's bands or chains were loosed. The keeper of the prisoner woke up. He noticed the prison doors were open. He drew out his sword, and he was ready to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners had escaped, but they hadn't. Paul used that same loud voice he used to praise God to say, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. Something in that praise didn't just get God's attention. It got the attention of prisoners in that ungodly prison cell. And it got the attention of a jailer to ask the question, what do I need to do to be saved? Paul told him to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then after he said that, the man was baptized. This was the start of changed lives. It was the start of a changed life. Praise, that loud, crazy praise. It might seem a little bit peculiar, but it has the power to change situations. Praise broke Paul and Silas out of prison. Praise is what led to the many others that heard the word besides the 120 that were originally in the room on the day of Pentecost. It's what led to 3,000 being saved. Praise, it's what was the natural response when they crossed the Red Sea. All throughout the book of Psalms, you'll hear David talk about his messed up situation. But in the end, he ends up saying that God's still good. Praise can change your perspective, change your situation, and God hears your praise. So praise God today, no matter how it looks. And do yourself a favor. Do it loud. <laughs>